Hi, I'm Fred Burton, and welcome to Essential Geopolitics. I'm here today with Sim Tack, who is one of our senior global analysts. Sim, uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, thanks. thanks. Thanks for having me. Sim, are we seeing the groundwork being laid for a post-Putin Russia? Uh, yes, exactly. T- today's been a very big day with Putin announcing a number of constitutional changes um, and Medvedev's government resigning. Um, and, and I think the way that those different events come together is, is exactly, as you say, in, in shaping up the post-Putin era, uh, putting in place a new political culture um, to replace the one that has depended entirely on Putin's individual. Uh, so, yeah, moving from a from a personality driven uh, way of ruling Russia to to a more sustainable uh, parliamentary or, or party based system. Sim, why why now? Why at this time is Putin moving in this direction? I mean, that's an interesting question because, I mean, for, for most people watching Russia, this this is a fairly unexpected occurrence. Um, but I think when, when you look at the challenges that Russia is facing in the next few years, or at least that Putin is facing within Russia in the next few years, um, you know, they're heading towards the, the 2021 parliamentary elections. Um, in the past few local elections, uh, governmental elections, like they've, they've had, uh, they've suffered some setbacks. Uh, they haven't really gotten the results that they were hoping for. Um, so I think that as Putin is nearing the end of his term in 2024, um, this is probably the right time to start making some changes, uh, put in place a new government that might be a little more popular with the people so that he can actually effectively push the necessary changes through before time is over. Is this a significant shift in the Russian balance of power? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a, a major shift in that regard because we're still seeing this process being largely led uh, by Putin himself. Um, you know, Medvedev resigned his government right after a direct meeting with Putin himself, which which sort of indicates how that conversation, how that whole effort went down. But yeah, in, in, in general, the the goal is really to solidify that current balance of power within Russia rather than upset it. What are you looking for, Sim, to unfold on a daily basis? What, what do you watch for now? So first, we're going to look at how effective Putin is actually going to be in implementing these constitutional changes that he's talked about. Um, Not everybody's going to agree with that. There's a lot of different factions within Russia uh, that want different things, even within the ruling uh, United Russia party. Uh, Some of those might have even been hoping to take over the presidency and enjoy the same powers that Putin has. Uh, But now, you know, with those changes, they might not. Uh, so so there there will probably be some resistance along the way. Uh, but in addition to that, there's there's going to be a constant watch for which specific personalities emerge out of this new government, um, who gets what positions in, in future elections. Um, and, and we'll basically start to see Russia shape the, the government that will carry on after Putin eventually. What does this mean for the future of Russia? So that's a very, very big open-ended question, um, or at least I'll give it an open-ended answer. It could mean a lot of things. I, I think it mostly shows the intent by Putin and those around him. There's been a lot of questions about how that would shape up, and there's a lot of clarity coming in now. But in addition to Putin's intent, uh, there's also the broader question of whether United Russia will actually be able to electorally 
survive. Uh, you know, as they've suffered setbacks in previous elections, the next elections, the 2021 parliamentary election and the 2024 presidential election, we might see other uh, political forces in Russia become more prominent. Um, and regardless of whatever changes Putin and his allies make to the system, they might eventually not control that system anymore. Uh, now, of course, we're not seeing that change happening, uh, you know, overnight. By 2021, we're not expecting opposition parties to suddenly gain complete control over the Russian parliament. But those dynamics are going to be continuing. So when we're, we're talking about a broader open-ended future of Russia, you know, a decade, a decade and a half from now, there there could be a lot of spoilers in those domestic politics that, that don't let Putin's plans work out the way he wants to. And then, of course, uh, I think in the concept from the intelligence service uh, aspect, uh, that's an interesting aspect, too, when you start thinking of this, because uh, Putin is so intertwined with uh, the Russian security services. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. And those security services are going to be one of the key players uh, in this whole uh, dynamic. So when I was talking earlier about the the different factions that might compete for power, that might agree or not agree with the changes that pushing, Putin is pushing through, those security forces are some of the more uh, important elements within that competition. Some of the personalities from security agencies have risen to prominence during Putin's rule. Um, and, and, you know, those those people might not necessarily want to sit by and watch Putin set in, set in place a, a system where they won't be able to gain more control than they already have. Well, that's fascinating, Sim. Uh, thank you very much. For those of you who would like more of Sim's thoughts on what's happening with uh, Putin in Russia, I encourage you to visit stratfor.com slash subscribe. And I'm Fred Burton. And I'm Sim Tech. 